This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Ever since Bravo took us behind the gates of the Real Housewives of Orange County back in 2006, more than 100 women have starred on one of the 10 American Real Housewives franchises. They've given us thousands of hours of entertainment with their petty feuds, lifestyle porn, and witty rejoinders. And over the years, the wives' opening credit taglines have become as hotly debated as their fashion choices and faux pas. Now 15 years into the Real Housewives phenomenon, the great pop culture debate wants to decide, what is the best Real Housewives tagline ever? You can come for me, but you better be ready when you find me. I'm your host, Eric Resniak, and please welcome my fabulous panel, who will introduce themselves with their own original taglines. As you're hearing them, please picture them posing in front of a cheap graphic with their names glittering and their family members standing awkwardly in the background. First up, there's more than one reason he's called the Bone Collector. It's Gary Jackson. Baby, I am the tea, the salt, and the sugar. Get into it! Rain down on me, Gary. Yes. Next, (laughs) he came all the way in a little family van. It's the return of Jake Pitticelli. Oh, treat me like a queen and I'll treat you like a king. Treat me like a game and I'll show you how it's played. Ooh, devilish. And finally, please welcome back my favorite slut pig. It's Kevin Dillon. Honey, I don't need a TV guide. I'll read you without one. Well, at least I wasn't doing crystal meth in the bathroom all night, bitch. So, how does this work? Since this is a mini-sode, there won't be any public poll. Our panelists simply picked up to 15 or their favorite taglines from any of the Real Housewives American franchises. We did consider something from Melbourne, which is brilliant and has some great singers, but ultimately we kept it strictly domestic. We mutually agreed upon the top 16, and we randomly added those to a bracket. Now we argue about it and insult each other, all for your amusement. Want to play along at home? You can. Go to greatpopculturedebate.com and find the polls and brackets tab. There you'll find the listener bracket for this and every episode of the podcast. Make a copy for yourself. That part is super important. Make a copy, fill it out, and see if your picks line up with ours. Now, before we start debating the best taglines, our panelists actually had some thoughts on some of the worst taglines from Real Housewives history, and there have been some real stinkers over the years. Kevin, once you kick it off, what were some of the ones that you really stood out to you as being just absolutely crapola? Yes, and there are a lot. I was like combing through and I was like, oh my God, these are so bad. So I kind of tried to boil them down to like categories Mm. of why I don't like bad house taglines with housewives. So like the first one that came to mind was Kelly Ben Simone's, I've created a great life and I'm living it. Which is- Right. Boring. Boring. And it's funny because this is a woman who runs in New York City traffic regularly. So uh, she may have created a great life, but she's also risking it every day. (laughs) (laughs) And if if only she would get clipped by one of those scooters. I just, I'm just going to say it. Um, And then I went, the next one that came to mind was uh, Leah Black's, Leah Black from Miami. I live like life like everything matters because I think it does. Again. Okay. Great. Like optimism in a housewives tagline? No, 
thank you. Yeah, that's not why I watch this show. Not for good. No, vibes. no. And then the last one I was came up with was uh, one miss I put out. I allowed to. <clears throat> I support men who put out hits on my sister oh. uh, and uh, oh. Dina Manzo. Um, allegedly, allegedly, I will say that. Allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Um, life is short. I have no time for drama. Then why are you on my TV? I don't <laughs> want to see you. I don't want to see you. Get out of here. Exactly. The- <laughs> and anyone who's followed the Manzo story, their life she is likes nothing drama. but drama. Like literally, she likes drama. It is a drama buffet, and they keep going lit- up. They're literally TNT. They know drama. Yeah, seriously. And like the thing is, they're not even getting paid for it anymore. They're just like, if you're going to have a dramatic life, ladies, get the check. Get the Bravo check, right? Amen. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Amen. Fucking bravo. <laughs> All right. What have you got for me, Jake? What are some of your worst taglines? Uh, I mean, as Kevin just said, there are many, but my three worst taglines uh, uh, that I could come up with. First, Jules Weinstein from The Real Housewives of New York, a one-season um, housewife. Uh, her tagline was, a Jew and an Asian walked into a bar, and then they had me. It's- like, she's literally just, descri- like, that's such a corny joke, a play on that. And she's just describing just her, her background and, and nothing more. It's very uh, vapid, but that's kind of how she is, uh, or she was, as a um, as a housewife. It was so I just- thought that was just so cringe yeah it was just so cringe and yeah she, she hid that she hid that joke in a cooked pizza <laughs> i think <laughs> it's technically a stromboli but yes Waiting for it <laughs> do you remember that she was one of yeah i remember this they went out to i think it was like a paint night and they had pizza and she thought it would be funny to put a actual utensil in the pizza as like a joke because you know yes. that's so funny finding a like you know a knife and spoon in the middle of your pepperoni pizza ha 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 she said and, I'm, somebody's gonna choke yeah and well, specifically her pizza because and then people were like did you do that so you wouldn't have to eat it because her whole storyline was we think jules has an eating disorder mm-hmm. which was really uncomfortable because i believe she did and then of course it ends up that um the real storyline going on is her little husband there. And I emphasize little because the man was like five foot two, three apples. Hey, high. Hey, hey. Sorry, hey, Kevin. Hey. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> um, was like openly fucking around on her while he was filming the show. Like, and that's the story. Right. And instead, they're all mm-hmm. focused on the, the eating story, which is very, dis- very uncomfortable well- for me. Well, speaking of eating disorder, that's a terrible segue, but Joyce Gerard from the Beverly Hills, <laughs> season four, her, her tagline was, you can never be too young, too thin, or too honest. Ugh. Again, just a one-season housewife. She, she, All I remember from her, uh, of her, is that she's from Puerto Rico. She was like a pageant queen. Um, but other than that, not too much. I mean, that's probably why she only lasted one season. I do believe, her- actually, uh, go ahead, Kevin. I was gonna say her husband had a big dick. That was the other thing I remember. It's Which big is- and it's beautiful. It is, honey. Ooh, the more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Star wipe. I believe oh, and Denise Richards could hang out. <laughs> right. Oh God. Denise Richards <laughs> on Frozen Caveman husband. Man, oh. I would hit that. God. Um oh, God, Aaron. Oh. But um Joyce actually went on to make basically, I believe, the Mexican version of the Real Housewives. Am I right about that, Kevin? I think you are. I just don't. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm yeah. pretty sure you're right. So she actually went on to produce basically the Mexican version of the show and has done quite well for herself. So good on you, Joyce. Uh, and what's your last one there for me, Jake? 
Uh, my last one is going back to the Real Housewives of New York. Uh, Kristen Takeman, I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I am pretty, which is so, um, uh, just, <laughs> um, I, so, I don't even know, they're so self-deprecating, but not in, like, a good way. She's, like, adding on to the fact that it's kind of a storyline that a lot of the other women think that she's stupid and she's just not, I mean, she's not, she's like kind of laughing at herself instead of, you know, playing in on the joke and, you know, but at least I'm pretty. And that was kind of the uh, same thing for her second tagline, which was, um, um, you know, pretty is smarter than you think. Um, so she, I mean, she has to do something more than like your looks. I mean, give me something more. And that's like, and her husband, again, with the cheating husband, what I think was found on, um, AshleyMadison.com on on Christmas Day, (laughs) no less. So. And then they didn't come back in part because they refused to talk about it on the, on air. And he was a shit to her on the show too. He was really nasty to her on the show. He was, he was, he was a dick. He He was. was so mean. Yeah. Uh, so Gary, you also had that Kristen Takeman one down there, right? I actually had two of Jake's. I think Jake, you stole my lines, bitch. That's oh. what the, that's the real thing. <laughs> Jake is a sniper <laughs> on the side. Um, okay, sniper so, on the side. I need smoothie after this. I agree with Jake actually on Joyce. Um, the you can never be too young, too thin, or too honest. Like I read it and I kept reading it, and then I saw her and I was like. Like little girls, like and people watch this. Like I get it, it's supposed to be trashy, but really, let you went there. Right. So that's why I was just like, easy. That's an easy one to go to, you know. Then I also agree with um, Jake on Kristen. Jake, this is the only time I'm gonna agree with you. So get ready, okay? Uh oh. Oh, let um, me take it and savor this moment. <laughs> so I also like when I looked at Kristen, I was like, you're pretty, and I was like, I I get that. That's sure, like your your thing, but it just fell so flat for me as well. Just the I might not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm pretty. Like, girl, like other people, let other people talk like that about you. Don't talk about yourself like that. Yeah. Um, but stand, that's what I was saying. Yeah. But staying on to uh, New York, this one is not the worst, but because this person um, gave us just such an just energy, what, that's what made it worse for the, the um, just not so great for me. And it's Ramona's. Um, I know I'm a piece of work. But now I'm a work in progress. Ramona <laughs> is batshit crazy. <laughs> like, Ramona. We love every second of it. Right, Ramona. Those eyes, honey, like, we are not looking for you to be tamed. Like, we don't want to see you in a work in progress. Be your cuckoo self and let's enjoy it. Like, that's what we wanted. So it wasn't like it's bad, but it was just like, Ramona, girl, really? This is, this is what you want to come up with? Okay, let's see. She's not being true to her insane self. And yeah, like we, we watch Ramona to be a mess. And I've seen people be like, I really need Ramona to stop being problematic. If Ramona wasn't problematic, what's the point of Real Housewives of New York? Exactly. Anyone? It's it's called the Ramona coaster for a reason. And that is a roller coaster <laughs> I am fast passing and getting on again and again and again. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Season passes. So oh, last exactly. night. Last night, she was like a five-year-old, and I was kind of here for it. I loved it. Oh, that was cringe. What we watch for, 
that is literally what I watch New York for is, is that shit from Ramona. Speaking of New York, um, two out of three of mine are also from New York. And I think it's because there are absolutely worse taglines out there. Let me say this. Um, there's a lot that are completely forgettable. Like literally all of Kyle's in this town. Like, oh my God, they're awful. They're I awful. Think like a contract that she needs to start her taglines within this town. In this town. It's- yeah. Um, but I, I feel I, I expect more from the New York women because I feel like that franchise overall, the, the taglines tend to be better and they tend to have more attitude. But Tinsley's, come on, why cook when I can order room service is just so stupid oh, and so vapid. And like, um, I will say, I know a lot of people love Tinsley for me as someone who watched her on her, her old, like early 2000s reality show. Um, was it the, the, the high life, something like that high society? Um, she did not bring it to New York. She didn't bring it at all, especially with the baggage she came in with that crazy arrest story and the cuckoo bananas family that she was stalking. Like I was disappointed in Tinsley and I was disappointed in that tagline. Sonia's sometimes Sonia has to go commando. What can I say? What does that even mean? (laughs) Oh my God. I I know. I know. Pick me. Yeah. Go for it, Kevin. Oh, she just doesn't wear underwear. Well, like I, I, I get, I get what goes commando means, but like <laughs> she wants. That's your tagline. Sometimes I just don't wear underwear. What can I say? Like really, Sonia? That's where you're going. Yeah. Your tooth flies out on men on national television, and you're bragging about the fact that you're not wearing panties. Like <laughs> no one needs to know that. We all know it all automatically. There, there's no. She talks about getting laid on the jitney. Like that's why we love Sonia. But <laughs> a, a dream. That a is dream. Fast. I mean, right? maybe she could have. Maybe she could have done something with a toaster oven have a tagline with that i mean there's so many options that she could have had i mean sonia is just the gift that keeps on giving she's a um, ramona just she exactly these man baby well women baby children right and that's yes. why we love them and my last one is the only time you'll hear real Housewives of dc mentioned in this entire podcast we actually did try just so everybody listening knows we tried to include every one of the american franchises in the bracket we did not include dc and that's because literally all the dc ones are terrible like all of them are boring they had no personality much like the cast the one i'll i'll single out as being the best of the bunch is mikhail salahis which was people have a hard time saying no to me and that's just been my blessing like that's your real housewives tagline this is a woman by the way she got the show canceled if you remember because she gate crashed the white house Uh at at, at an event with president obama i remember that yes that's the reason dc didn't last more than one season Instant legend instant legend but like that is your tagline it's just such a whiff and that whole franchise was so those are our terrible taglines and we'd like to hear which ones you think are awful um but bef- and so please go to our social media let us know go to at great pop culture debate on instagram at culture underscore debate on twitter i don't know why we did that but we did um but with that we're gonna get to the actual debates so this time we're gonna try to act these out folks so bear with us as we oh, God. plumb yes. the depths of the lisa rinna blue bunny school of emoting so um i hope you enjoy <laughs> Our, my, um, Biola Davis moment. Yes, this is you're getting your Emmy, your Tony, your egotting right now. Yes. So, first up, it's Ramona Singer from season nine of New York City versus Leanne Locken from season three of Dallas. Gary, it's turtle time. So, give us your best Ramona and Jake. Summon that big carny energy for Leanne. Gary, take it. Ready, boys? Here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm an acquired taste. You don't like me? Acquire some taste. Aha! Get yes. yes. You yes. did it better than Ramona, Woo. I gotta say. Ooh, come through. And Jake, what have you got for me? 
I mean, she's from Dallas, so she has a southern accent, and the only south I'm from is Korea. But here you go. <laughs> Facts. Hey, yo, don't mess with Texas, and you don't mess with me. That was really good. That was good. It was, it was, it was good. You did it better than Leanne, too. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm impressed. But Thank I will you. say this. We are actually not going to mess with Texas because our panel unanimously decided to advance Ramona, bouncing Dallas's one and only entry on this bracket. It's a bold move, given that Leanne herself publicly threatened to murder at least three members of the Dallas <laughs> cast over the years. Um, we do love Dallas. <laughs> at least Kevin and I do. But I just don't uh, think it's a franchise that has particularly strong taglines. Kevin, do you agree I think with they that? should have kept her for that reason. I um, agree, well, I agree. No, she is literally well, batshit crazy. She's literally, you know, someone who had the, you know, t- the typical moment of uh, smashing the wine glass and getting yes. up in somebody's face. And oh. somebody said, another housewife said, oh, you know, your breath smells bad. And Leanne was like, I hope my breath does smell bad. Let me breathe all over you. I'm like, she's legit crazy yes. on top of, you know, threatening to kill um, multiple people, which, you know, we've all been. Uh, um, and ironically, she was in Miss Genia- uh, Congeniality. She was. IMDb, IMDb credits. But it's let true. me tell you why yeah, Ramona, like, just added on to why Ramona should advance in general. Okay, so I, like, when I saw this tagline, the first thing I thought of Ramona is that she is that aunt that is like a little springs, but fun. The one that you call when you get arrested. Yes. Like for some reason, she's, yeah, that's, I see her like that. I'm just like, those eyes, she keep all your secrets. She lets you drink when you're underage. She's like, don't tell your mom I gave you this, okay? Like that is uh, Ramona for me. People, con- people confuse her with her daughter all the time. They're like sisters. Avery. People are like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Um, but yes, we are going to advance. Who, did, yes, wait, Kevin. Who, does, who does Avery? Who does Avery work for? I missed that. She works for Cameo. Oh, the oh. app service that gets celebrities. Of course, um, she does. Recorded uh, messages, which I actually have one from um, uh, from Sonia, which my cousin got me for my birthday. So. Oh, that's awesome. And she said, "Hi, uh, hi. This message is for Jake. Thank you for being one of my, you know, avid viewers. I love how she describes it as, <laughs> like, you know, avid, avid viewers." That should I mean, be your Twitter handle, avid viewer of, avid of, viewer. Ramona's, or of Sonia Morgan. Avid viewer underscore toaster of in 96. <laughs> I mean, Eric, I think there's only one thing we can do is put a Dallas girl in a seat as a racist and tell her to explain herself and just move on because it's Ramona, clearly. 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 Yes, Ramona. So next up, it's Lisa Rinna from season eight of Beverly Hills versus Alexis Bellino from season six of Orange County. Kevin, get those lips ready for talking. Well, I go a little bit Alexis, but Kevin, I want you to go first. (laughs) That's good. I don't have to buy it because I already own it. Own it, baby. Harry Hamlin. Own it. Nice. And I've got my Alexis. God is my savior. My husband is my king. And my body, it's sinful. I mean, come on. <laughs> mm, sultry. I love it. That's exactly what it is. I mean, that is the beauty part of Alexis Bellino is she's basically a living blow up doll, right? Like that is her Ooh. entire like aesthetic. Um, and she was 
awful, but much like this tagline, and I know I'm gonna I'm gonna go down here again like Alexis, but um my feeling is that it is so bad that it actually wraps around back to being sublime. Like I've mm. seen this one listed on the worst tagline lists over and over, like it's terrible, it's tacky, it's ridiculous. It is all of those things. But that to me is what Real Housewives of Orange County is. It wouldn't work on any other franchise, but it's perfect for Orange County and it's especially perfect perfect for Alexis who was married to that pig man and who was so <laughs> clueless that she literally allowed pig man seriously I mean where is the lie she allowed her children that were strapped into a baby throw <laughs> into a pool like that's what her ceiling Eric how do you really feel I, like I, I think she's an amazing reality TV character and I will say this I, I think they should bring Alexis back to Orange County I think they should bring back anybody who has a pulse to Orange County right now um, yep but it is a quintessentially awful tagline for a quintessentially awful housewife. But it, because of that, it's perfect to me. Kevin, what have you got for Rinna? Listen, I hear what you're saying about Alexis, Miss Jesus Jugs herself. And, you know, it. I agree with you. I think it is a bad tagline that becomes good. And if you haven't watched her Below Deck episode, you absolutely need to because it's unhinged. Um, and... But we're here to talk about Rinna because Rinna deserves to move forward, even though I'm over her and her current shenanigans on the show. Uh, I mean, this is just one of the and people. I mean, this was a drag race recreated moment. It is iconic. It's own it, baby, own it. And people mock her for it, too. It's so bad that people mock her for it because she's the last person to own her stuff. I mean, it. It's just Rena, 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 baby. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Rena, Rena, Rena. I, I mean, it's just funny. It's kind of, I think, very close to on par with the Dorinda, like the with Dorinda's tagline about making it nice. And like the the two things are things that are like commonly used with regard to Bravo fans. So it has to be Rena. It has yeah. to be. And, and we'll get to that Dorinda one later. Spoiler, it is on the bracket. And yes. I give points for the housewives that work their um, memeable quotes into their taglines because that's branding, right? Mm-hmm. And this is all a branding exercise tagline should be. And Jake- Lisa Renna is a hustler. I mean, she is a branding genius. I mean, she's literally done everything um, from Depends commercials, as we've <laughs> all seen. She got paid a million dollars for a baby. And she's now doing the Renna Beauty uh, which I think is going to be a hit with those, that lip liner. I mean, that was another one of her taglines to go along with her her, her lips. Or, you know, you've heard a lot about me, but it's only true when it comes from my lips. Again, um, something so memeable um, and that became so um, just uh, associated with as soon as you think of um, uh, Lisa Renna. So I, I think she's such a hustler and I, I do agree. That's why it has to, she has to move on. Gary, where I, you were actually with... Uh, Alexis on this originally. Are you sticking uh, with Alexis? Or are you oh, going to, to? You know what? I think I'm going to go with Lisa just because I'm like she is a businesswoman, and at the end yeah. of the day, she might mm-hmm. be all that, all this stuff, but she's smart and she's making yep. millions. You know, and Harry, and Harry never has to work again a day in his life if he doesn't want to. Okay, that's <laughs> that's what she wanted to do for him. Although I have to say, as someone who was lusting over Harry Hamlin as a child when I was watching the original Clash of the Titans. I think Harry Hamlin should work more because I enjoyed seeing him on my television, just saying it. Um, I think it is correct that Lisa Rinna advances, but I did want to speak on Alexis because much like Jesus jugs herself, I am also psychotic. So uh, (laughs) with that said- You're psychotic, Jesus Jesus jugs. 
For our third matchup, we have Aviva Drescher, infamous stunt queen of New York season six. Ugh. And up against notorious lawsuit queen, Erica Girardi of Beverly Hills season eight. So Gary, do not calm down. Do not take a Xanax. Throw that leg across the room for Aviva. Jake, pretend that you're stealing settlement money from widows and orphans and give me your best ice queen. I'm going to have Gary go first. When people tell me I'm fake, I know they're just pulling my leg. Mm-hmm. Throw. And Jake. Some people call me cold, but that's not ice. It's diamonds. Ooh. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> so three quarters of us currently are voting for Aviva. And I will say, let's let's talk about where we are right now in this moment, right? So right now, the Beverly Hills season is at 12, is 11 is airing. Whatever one that covers the Erica and Tom divorce, the lawsuit stuff is literally airing right now. It's not looking great for her. Kevin literally sent me an article today that a judge said that she can be held liable for the debts uh, and the lawsuits filed against her by the orphans oh, and the widows. Right. Wow. I did see yep. that, you know, you know, that's no surprise because as we all know, or as some of us may know that uh, Tom, uh, before they got divorced, transferred, I believe it was like 10 or 20 millions into EJC holdings. Um, an offshore account. And so, you know, she has the money to um, pay these victim, victims. And, you know, it, I mean, it is the victim's money. So, yeah. you know, and, I got that Huffington Post alert today. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah. Bravo, 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 bravo. I agree. Um, I agree. I also read earlier this week that apparently there is a law firm suing Erica and Tom because they're alleging that their divorce is a fraud, that it's all mm. intended to protect assets. So the bottom line is this. You need to understand listening to this podcast right now. In the moment we are in right now, the public perception of Erica, right or wrong, I don't know if she's guilty or innocent. She's you know innocent until she's guilty. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> and I think that's probably coloring our votes on this one. But that said, I'll also say from a strictly – from my perspective, from a strictly like tagline versus tagline – Hers, while it is iconic, and it absolutely was, Aviva's has a, a, a legendary housewife moment attached to that in a way that n the hers does not, the Erica's does not. Does anyone want to argue that? Because right now it's three Aviva, one for Erica. No, I I mean, I don't want to argue because I'm all for Aviva, but more so, I just add to what you said, um, Eric, is that I think she, like, she really used that moment um, in her tag, um, to kind of get ahead of like any any questions people had about prosthetics and like what beauty is. So I like, I just went a little deeper with her. I was like, you know what? I love her because she's clever. She like took a moment that and turned something that was negative or maybe used against her to her advantage and made a humor out of it too, you know? She did. I don't remember Mark. what her first season tagline was. Does anybody happen to remember off the top of their head? Because oh, this is her second God. season tagline. I don't, but I wish it were something about all the fears that she had. My right. God. It Bitch had more fears. My yeah. God, she had all the phobias. In no, her I mean, defense, she was trapped on some horrible farm equipment and lost her leg as a child. So no, I can understand sure. being neurotic, you know? <laughs> I think I'd be laughing. Whatever. No, I do agree. I have to say, like, I am, although I am giving props to Erica, uh, I do agree. That moment is so iconic, not just in the Housewife franchise, but all of reality TV. You um, really, you know, the, um, the only thing uh, fake about me is this leg and just, you know, putting it on the table. Uh, <laughs> she she went, it. It's like, I stand, it was the last leg. And it was 
every it was just i it, whenever i'm in a bad mood i just watch that and instantly you know it just is quality white lady television and it i love it is it is one of those moments like you can literally close your eyes and just and, and see it and it makes you chuckle it is one of the top visual moments of house rise fran- um, franchise to me along with Teresa flipping the table like it's just like what did just what just happened and then the people. reaction of everybody around her watching it is also <laughs> equally priceless. Yes. What were you saying, Kevin? It was amazing. I said, well, that's when, that's when I think it was Carol who was like, I'm out. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm done. <laughs> that was also the reunion where Ramona and Aviva were friends, but Ramona called her vile to her face. <laughs> <laughs> and Aviva was like, wait, what? Uh, with that being said i believe we are advancing aviva to the next round yes 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 all right so sorry erica she's going through enough a hard time enough already she's a riddle wrapped in an enigma wrapped in cash and she's out of this bracket so she's a pretty mess she is a pretty mess. Amen to that. For oh. matchup four, it's a battle of the Queen Bees with Giselle Bryant from Potomac season one and Lisa Vanderpump from Beverly Hills season six. Gary, please observe correct etiquette when representing Giselle. And Kevin, show us why LVP is still the MVP. Gary, go first. The word on the street is that I am the word on the street. Nice. A better <laughs> delivery than Giselle, honestly. AKA Green, green Eye Bandit. <laughs> you're probably dressed, you're je- dressed better than her, too. Oh, I bet. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, bless her heart. Kevin, what do you got? Okay. <clears throat> I can't do the British accent. I'm not going to do it. I'm passionate about dogs, just not crazy about bitches. That's as close. That's about a Dorit British accent that I covered <laughs> right there. Well, Kevin, when you, when travel, you travel the, the world, world, you can speak in any language you like. <laughs> <laughs> would you like? That's thank a great Jake. tagline. That's a great tagline. That, thank uh, you, Jake. Uh, stole the dick right out of my mouth. <laughs> I think we can share. So uh, um, a point of order so everybody knows, we did limit it to one tagline per housewife for the bracket, and many of LVPs were up for consideration. This is the one that we went with, just so everybody understands. Um, I'm going to – right now, it stands with three quarters of us are voting for LVP. Gary, you're you're holding out for Giselle. Are you sticking with that? I am sticking with Giselle because she literally is telling the girls to keep her name in their mouths. Like, Giselle is that girl, good or bad, like how you feel about her. I think she makes just, she's a great villain and she makes great TV. And those like just little looks that she be given when she's like, wait, me? This Giselle? Like, it, it, just, it just flows. It just has this like bless your heart child like type of shade behind everything she says and that's why i think we should advance with giselle i so here's the thing i'll get right back to you jake i love giselle i actually don't think giselle's a villain i think she and karen are kind of like the two pillars of potomac and like Mm -hmm. i don't think they're either good or bad they're almost like lawful neutral if you're looking at like dungeons and dragons uh, (laughs) alignment charts um but giselle is a like absolutely perfect housewife she's got i mean her style is completely cracked out that's fine but she's got a messy personal life she's got great little barbs she's very much involved in the social scene she knows how to stir that pot um and she's not afraid to back down from a fight i think giselle is awesome it's just that she's up against lisa vanderpump that's where i'm coming from on this jake you were gonna say something no, I don't disagree with that, Eric. And, you know, I hear what you're saying, Gary, but also what you're saying is completely wrong because oh. 
Lisa Vanderpump is, although she is no longer a housewife, she had some of the most iconic taglines in all of housewife history. She was really the queen and OG of the Beverly Hills housewives. Like, I would love um, to go, what is her her estate called? Like, Villa Rosa? Villa Rosa. I would love to stay there. I want to hang out with her swans and Pikachu and the ponies swing on the swing that Ken can like, you know, push me on and then get thrown out by him later. You know, that is just the world that I want to live in. Bye, and Jake. Bye. Also, goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> I've, and I know she also does really great work, you know, back to the tagline. I'm passionate about dogs. She really is with the whole Vanderpump dogs. I actually have a friend that has gotten a dog, adopted a dog rather from them. And, no she, kidding. you know, she, yeah. Did they bring it, did they bring it to a kill shelter after? Oh, <laughs> Lucy, Lucy, apple juicy. I I hear you, Jake. I hear I hear what you're saying. And she's done great work for Yulin. I mean, stop Yulin forever. It's yeah, true. But I think with Giselle, like I I think her messiness, like 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 Eric was saying, like I think that makes amazing TV. And yes. Lisa, it, like she, or she comes from, you know, she comes from money. Like she's good. Like, and yes, if you're watching real, like the Real Housewives franchise for yeah. that type of glam, I, I just, I air on all of that messy, lack of style, stirring a pot, walking away, but also still knowing that you are that girl at the end of the day. Like, Giselle knows she's that girl. Like, no matter what she does, like, and she's intentionally stirring a pot. I think Lisa, it's like. She always tries to just keep her head above it a little bit more. And Giselle's like, no, let me, let me in here. The word on the street I, I, is, I, I, she's still the word on the street. Go ahead, Kevin. I will step in on this because I, Jake, you did a good job of defending this and you did most of my work. So thank you. I love it. I'm going to take credit. I'm going to take credit for the things like you do, like most of these housewives do. Um, <laughs> we'll change with some Vanderpumperse after. Exactly. I mean, so here's the thing. I rewatch Beverly Hills and New York and Potomac a lot. Those are the three that I rewatch, actually. I rewatch reunions. And honestly, come for me, LVP fans. LVP, in hindsight, is not a good housewife. Really? In the end. And, and I say this only because she was good in the beginning, but then when she stopped engaging, it was like, ah, you don't want to get messy and you use people to be messy for you. Now that I'm not saying that that's not a bad housewife. I wish she just had a little bit of vulnerability to her. And that is part of my problem with her. The rest of them are all messy and vulnerable. She was the only one who's not really that vulnerable and it seemed fake, but, 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 but she has, she is probably on with Ramona, the person who has the best taglines across the board outside of any housewife. And like, this one stands above the rest. And regardless of what I, th- my point is, is regardless of what I think about her as a housewife now, her taglines really, as much as I love Giselle and I do love this tagline, it's a, it's a favorite of mine. LVP just like blows it out of the water and is honestly was the most consistent tagline person and probably still is in Beverly Hills, like still would be considered for me. Um, so I, I agree I with that to too. With I agree. Yeah, it, it, if it was between the two as to who's the better housewife cast member, I think it's a Giselle. tighter race. But I think, yeah, and I think it gives Giselle more of a, of a leg up because Giselle is a great housewife. But in terms of taglines, yep. like literally there are five, I think, that were up on for, for consideration for LVP. All of them are excellent. I, this is not actually my favorite of the ones that were nominated. What's I yours? Have, uh, 
the crown is heavy, darling, so leave it where it lays. Or throw me to the wolves and I shall repeat, return leading the pack. These are all really good. Oh, the Queen of Diamonds always has an ace up her sleeve. Yes, yes. Come on. yes. You know what? Exactly. I agree. I think I think if you added that criteria, I think, which this is what we're talking about, she does have more consistent, fabulous taglines than Giselle. Yes, yep, so. I agree. So it sounds like we're yep. unanimous in moving LVP forward. Yep. Great. Uh, in our fifth matchup, we get our newest tagline, Mary Crosby from Salt Lake City yeah. season one, up against one of the OGs, Nene Leakes from Atlanta seasons one and two, back before they changed taglines every year. Jake, take Mary to church. And Kevin, fix that face and rep for Queen Nene. Jake, I'm going to have you go first. Oh, I am so excited about this one. All right, here we go. I love God, but I will read you like a scripture. Mm, honey. Love it. Kevin. I don't keep up with the Joneses. I am the Joneses. Like, it's bam, Nini. Come Sick. on. Sick. So right now we're evenly split on this. Um, Ooh. Yeah. And I think, so Jake, you're coming down, I'm assuming, on Mary. I am. Oh, all right. I have, I'm so excited to talk about Mary Crosby and really the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I started watching this franchise in the middle of quarantine. Um because I had watched all the other Housewife seasons. So I had, literally, this was the last one too. So, and it was all out and I watched it, I think within a, a day or two. And it is now perhaps my favorite franchise because it merges not only the drama of all of the Housewives franchises that we love and the glamour and the over-the-top lifestyle, but it also combines that with religion, specifically Mormonism, the Mormon church. And that dynamic I just find so fascinating. And on top of that, Mary Crosby, Reverend Pastor what Mary Crosby, <laughs> who has her own church, but also cusses them out for not giving them enough giving her enough designer birthday gifts. On top of that, is married to none other than her own drumroll please, her own grandfather. Yeah. Because and the backstory is, and as she said in the season, um, you know, her grandmother uh, her, her and her grandmother were very close. Her grandmother was the preacher at the church, which which Mary Crosby has since inherited. And along with inheriting the church, she also inherited her grandfather, which her grandmother um, set uh, planned for her to to marry after after she after she passed. Um, so you know, just a normal family, um, dy- you know, dynamic setup. Like you know, these um, things happen exactly. You no, know, she inherited that dick. Is what she inherited. <laughs> we should be clear. It's not her actual biological grandfather. It's in her case people grandfather, it's her right? step grandfather. But yes, this man was married to her grandmother, and when her grandmother died, he then married Mary, who's how many years younger than the man? Oh, it, God, irrelevant. Like- Grand- <laughs> irrelevant. 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 Yeah. Mm. But I also, you know, she will read you like a scripture. I think she came out hard just in the first episode. Again, there's only been one season. She um, insulted uh, none other than the notorious Jen Shaw saying that she smelled like a hospital. Um, (laughs) Because I don't do. Have you guys seen this episode where she comes out? Oh, yes. um, Jen was taking care of a sick member in the hospital. And it was a trigger for Mary because for some reason or another, that being around hospitals. And so that smell that Jen uh, Shaw um, was walking around with really triggered her. Um, so, and she's not afraid to speak her mind. Again, we'll read you like a scripture. And also she said uh, apparently to Jen Shaw, which is not on camera, but well, apparently when she went over to uh, the Shaw's house or 
the house, which we now know it was was rented, um, <laughs> was cool. that she um, when she goes past a Seven Eleven, um, if there's too many black people there, she will go to another Seven Eleven. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Mary Crosby is a, a black woman, um, so that was a very controversial statement. Um, and she did clear that up in the reunion, saying that's not what she meant. But I mean, some yeah, sure, where there's, sure, Jan, right? Sure, exactly. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm just saying. Um, and I think the season of the Real Housewives of uh salt lake city was just uh phenomenal i think the cast was great um but now with jen not just the drama going on with erica girardi or slash erica jane the drama going on with jen shaw um and her assistant stewart slash stew chains um for uh uh for defrauding uh hundreds if not thousands of people um and this is a federal crime um with her uh hope with her family to um uh, take money from the most vul- i don't know the exact dynamics from some of the most vulnerable people and fraud- defrauding them again and again and again and this was all caught on camera of, yeah. of filming this uh the current season so i cannot wait um just like all this was called everything that went down with erica was caught while filming everything that's gone down with jensha um has been caught um on this current season of filming so it's been the timing has been beautiful on this and, it, uh, has. You know, it has as she would say it's um amazing or Maybe not so much. (laughs) Although she's living it up on Insta. That's the thing. Like if Jen has even the slightest bit of remorse, you could not tell. Um, I also currently have Mary advancing here, but I I will say flat out, I'm I'm totally open to being switched. Very open to this. I will. That's what I've heard about you. It's true, right? Um, uh, I will co-sign everything Jake just said. SLC had a great first season. I thought that the casting was very strong. I think each franchise has something about it that's different from the others, at least if they're successful. And SLC brings in religion. It's not just more. Mormonism, although that's a big part of it, because Mary's church is not Mormon. It's Pentecostal, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so I, oh, sorry, go on, Eric. No, I was just going to say that it really does bring a completely different element to the franchise. I think the cast is almost universally strong. There's one I think that I could do without, and there's one that I don't want to leave, but I think probably will leave uh, within the next few seasons. And it is perfectly poised to explode with season two because of this Jen stuff. It, it, to me, feels very similar to the end of Beverly Hills season one with that insane limo scene with Kim and Kyle, and then leading into the even more insane. You steal my goddamn house! Exactly. The even more insane season two with the Taylor Russell stuff. Like, SLC is poised for that, and I'm very excited, but. I will say, and I'm going to turn this over to the people who actually were, were voting for Nini. I don't think it's acceptable for Mary Crosby to beat out Nini in round one. I just don't. So I'm going to give it to Kevin. 100%. Kevin, take yep. me. I mean, so what Nini Leaks did is, so there's the phrase, keeping up with the Joneses. It was this phrase about this wealthy, rich, white family and like keeping up with like social status and climbing. And it was centered on whiteness. And so what Nini does here is takes this takes this very like commonly used phrase about being a rich white person and fucking flips it and makes it a, a, a genuinely iconic phrase for two seasons, obviously because they did not trade off taglines between season one and two. But honestly, it's a good enough tagline to use for two seasons. That's how good it is. And like, as much as I disliked Nini for some of the reasons I disliked LVP towards the end for just like not wanting to engage and being more famous in the franchise and not really wanting to play with the women. 
Nene Leakes is one of the best housewives of all time. And and she just, I, I mean, she's a GIF machine. Like she is, I could use, I said what I said. Um, keep your legs closed to married men. Mm-hmm. It, it is. She's just a white refrigerator girl. Let's go get you a home. A white refrigerator. <laughs> she's just a quote machine, and she just—you could just, man. I I love her. I and love she, her. She had great taglines. She had great taglines, yeah. and this one represents, I think, her best. I like, I'm with you, literally, Kevin. Like the. It, second echo exactly what you said i think this phrase itself is so it really is used a lot in black culture like you're talking about and when we discuss wealth and achieving and but also it the undertone to is is basically saying like stay in your lane like really appreciate what you have but what nini did is showing look where i came from this is the hard work now i am the Joneses and like like you said, like she flipped it on his head and made it where like that's that's a status. Like is she's showing like I am here, I am at the top of my game and nobody else. Yep. Like y'all are comparing yourselves to me now. Like she's she is. She's a she's a tagline, she's a gif, like she is a meme, like she is that she she got it. Like she's marketable. Yeah. What she used what, to be. And I don't what's know amazing. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. But what's amazing is she was saying like I'm the shit even before she was the shit. Like this was the season one tagline before she was yes. super famous. And the mm-hmm. other thing I would say is when you look at the early season taglines for these shows, initially they were not what they are today. Like if you go back to OC number one, it was literally just like weird clips from the show. Like are the police involved? Like that that like literally is a tagline. Um, but uh. This was kind of the beginning of the sassy tagline that like introduces you to a character. Yes. And Nini is, in my opinion, <clears throat> one of the most essential housewives ever. And I will say the caveat that the strength of Atlanta is that there's so many essential housewives on Atlanta that the franchise can exist without Nini. And I think it, it right now they don't need her anymore. And she actually brings it down. Yeah. But um, yeah, I agree. I think as much as I enjoy South Salt Lake City and I think Mary Crosby is a fascinating new character and it is a very good first season tagline. Almost all of the Salt Lady, Salt Lake City's first season taglines are, are solid. Um, I got to give it to Nini here. Yeah. You know, Eric, I mean, I can't disagree with you. I mean, she was the first housewife, I believe, to make a million dollars a season. Yep. Um, so that speaks to her tagline of, you know, really, um, you know, coming up and, you know, being becoming, I am the Joneses. So I, I think I can't disagree with you. And not just the Real Housewives of Atlanta, but I think she is essential to the whole Real Housewives, um, you know, as a whole, um, you know, just one of those, she is part of what made, um just the whole franchise, all the franchises so successful. So I can't disagree with you. Um, that being said, I still, again, you know, love my real houses of Salt Lake City. I did buy a Brooks Marks tracksuit. So <laughs> I, I guess you I did not. You I did do. not. I do. I, I, um, I guess in the words of Jen Shaw, you know, one tracksuit does, uh, one tracksuit does not a whole fashion line make. So I do have the entire Brooks Marks fashion line. <laughs> and a Brooks Marks pen and a, um, um a keychain so you know there's that too and check out our instagram we will be posting photos of jake modeling his brooks marks tracks can you wear this well i I see you i please wear it (laughs) if it's not over 90 degrees i will true oh all right summer 
with that said, uh, uh, did you have something? I was going to say, I was going to say, we all bought from charlatans. I bought clothing from Tamisha Iman and it never came. So. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Bless her heart. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Up next, it's the Battle of Fallen Angels with Cherie Whitfield from Atlanta Season 9 up against Joanna Krupa from Miami Season 3. I will explain why Joanna's is a model tagline, while Gary will in fact check me, boo. Gary, go ahead first. Don't call it a comeback. Call it a takeover. Mm, 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 mm. And I'm doing the Cherie head bob from when she came back. Okay. And I have, don't hate me because I have it all. Hate me because I'm beautiful. Mm. So... I am currently the only one voting for Joanna, and I'm not going to sway any votes because Sheree's tagline is fucking amazing. Like, she by Sheree, honey. She she said, she said, y'all miss me? Well, she's back and she's eating all the girls up. Like, oh my God. Sheree fell. Y'all, I'm so excited for this one just because she really, like, she really was there, y'all. Like, she was that girl and fell hard. And to just like Chateau Charest. Yes. A fashion <laughs> show with no fashions. How okay. dreadful. Chateau Charest. Uh, she like, what I love about Charest is that like that, the iconic moment when she was like, who going to check me, boo? Mm. Like that show that she, she is not to be played with. But I think it just really showed like she's a fighter. And I think this tagline really, really captures like her essence of who she is. You know, like I, I love it. And just like, call it a takeover like okay Sheree I see you like it makes me makes me so happy and here's the thing about Sheree I feel like she's a great housewife that should like keep coming in and out of orbit because she doesn't have she doesn't bring the drama enough to consistently be a cast member but like when she's out of the spotlight people like where's Sheree where's Sheree where's Sheree they bring her back in she delivers for one or two seasons and then it's out again because, like, frankly, she just runs out of juice. But I think, like, <laughs> they should just keep, it's like Shaggy and pop music. Have you ever noticed this? The Shaggy, Shaggy, the like reggae pop artist, wasn't like, me. Wasn't me. Like, like Shaggy, like comes back like every five to seven years and like a cycle. It's like a curse, frankly. And like Sheree is that for housewives. She should just keep. She. It's like it's like the turns of the moon. Sheree suddenly reappears, and I think for that she's great. Um, more housewives should have that, frankly. Like Dorit this season has no business being on Beverly Hills. Bring her back in like two years. Yes, but. Um, I do want to speak on Joanna because what I love about this tagline, I wanted to have a Miami one in there um, specifically because Miami deserves more credit in general. Uh, It got, I think unfairly maligned. The first season was crap, but the second and third seasons are really strong and Bravo regretted canceling it. And in fact, it is coming back. They're actually filming right now. Season four of Miami. It's going to be on Peacock. It has, I think half of the cast from the original version and half new cast. And the cast is, what I was hearing is pretty crazy. Like there's a, a really big like Latin pop singer who's on it, whose name oh. escapes me right now. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, she was a big deal though. Um, <clears throat> of course I can't remember it, but um, it is coming back. And and I think people need to go back and kind of re 
embrace Miami. But what I love about Joanna's tagline specifically is that it has everything I look for in a Real Housewife tagline. It has attitude, it has strength, and it has a cheeky self-awareness. And um, that to me, like Joanna was a great housewife. She was the beautiful kind of a, a spoiled brat her relationship with her were they married at the time on the show i know they're not now but um that was a really intense dynamic she was perfect for that show and it's a, she's not coming back which is really a, a shame um i mean is it because she allegedly has a smelly vagina i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i am not going to get sued the way that brandy glanville did um so yeah. i i have you can certainly take that up with kevin dylan but no in fact <laughs> I believe that is completely false. I believe that it smells like flowers. Uh, it's beautiful, uh, just like Joanna. Um, but uh, I think it's because she no longer lives in Miami. Otherwise, I'm sure they would have brought her back. Um, but I am f- completely fine with Sheree moving forward. Does anybody else need to say anything else on Sheree? Because I- I'm not going to argue. Spring, summer, fall, joggers. Joggers. Yes. <laughs> joggers. Okay, just uh, on Joanna real quick. This Her tagline reminds me of the Carrie Hils- Hils- Hilton song hilson hilson don't hilson. hate me because i'm beautiful that's all yes big rock yes like yes. it was so good but like that's for some reason that tag and that's literally I, i'm singing it as if it was a song so it's a great tagline it really it is, is good i like i echo what you said eric about her um no yeah what are we gonna say jake no, I, I really agree with Eric. What you were saying is that I would love if she came back every few seasons, just kind of like, you know, every time Mercury is in retrograde, bring her back. Um, and I love, you know, Chateau Sheree, love that. And I think that's what's great about the Housewives of Atlanta. Chateau she that don't pay. That they're really good about marketing, you know, Kenny Moore hair care with the st- and the stallion booty, um, pampered by Porsche sheets, like, yeah. which there is no delivery fee. You don't find that everywhere. Also, <laughs> let us. Um, let us not forget when Phaedra completely fucked up Sheree's court case. <laughs> yes. 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 Phaedra playing playing lawyer on TV. <laughs> so many iconic moments. Atlanta. And this season was so good. Atlanta. Uh-huh. Yes. The gift that keeps giving. Bolo. Our- oh my God. Bolo. <laughs> Mm. Next up, it's Teresa Giudice from season seven in New Jersey versus Dorit Kemsley from season eight of Beverly Hills. Jake, take on Teresa and dump Dorit like a plate of sprinkle cookies. Kevin, explain why Dorit's tagline has more flair than her dining room at Boca de Beppo. Jake, you go first. I used to flip tables. Now I'm turning them. <laughs> that that oh, was a, a Long Island accent more than a Jersey <laughs> accent. I know this because I work on Long Island and I sleep with someone from New Jersey, so I'm very well familiar with those accents. <laughs> but we're still going to take it. Kevin, what do you got? Okay. <clears throat> I believe in it. As access to everything except moderation. Sorry, I wanted to do a Cockney accent. <laughs> Oh my god, it kind of sounds like her, right? Am I wrong? Oh my god, he's just turned this into my fair lady. This is amazing. (laughs) That's what we need to see. I need to see actually Dorit playing that character. Like from now on, we should only refer to Dorit as with a Cockney accent. Cockney accent. (laughs) I have to. Feed the birds, top it's a bag. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. That's hilarious. Oh my God. Thank you, Kevin. That was the best line reading of the night. It was terrible, but it was amazing. You're welcome. So we are evenly split on this one. And frankly, I can see it going either way. Who wants to speak on behalf yeah. of Teresa? 
I'll go. I think that this tagline is so iconic because it speaks to a moment, not again, not just in the Real Housewives of New Jersey, but all of reality with Teresa flipping the table at Danielle, calling her, I believe, like a prostitution whore. <laughs> just classic Teresa. Teresa just being Teresa. Um, and this is probably, you know, why her daughter G is waking up in the morning thinking about so many things. <laughs> I, just, I just wish things could get better, you know? <laughs> And she is an OG. I mean, the Real Housewives, I really can't see it being on without her. And I haven't watched all of the seasons, but, um, you know, I just think her um, and her sister, Melissa, and Joe uh, Gorga, I just love that family dynamic, much like, you know, with Kim and Kyle and Kathy bring to the Beverly Hills uh, franchise. I think that the family dynamic of the Real Housewives of New Jersey brings something really different, but also um, can be very uh, conflicting at times and on the alliances and things of that nature. Um, but I mean, they represent everything that is good and amazing about New Jersey and flipping a table. Uh, you know, I just think that that. When, when I think of Teresa Giudice in one moment, I, that's exactly what I think of. And I know that was only like season one or two, but it was you know, season one. Yes, it was season the one. very end of season hot. one. G came yep. in hot. And you're correct that, again, I said like each franchise, if it's good, has something that sets it apart. The family dynamic was what made Jersey co- completely different because yep. at first it was the Manzo family because you had um, Dina, you had Caroline, and then I believe Jackie is Jacqueline, also technically man. part yep. of that family. Teresa boy. was like the friend of, right? Um, and then they switched it so that Teresa was the core and her insane family became the focus. Um but yeah, there's no question she's an OG. Uh, Gary, where are you on this one? I am Teresa. Like, just mentioning earlier, like, this is an iconic moment. And then to use it as, it, like, it being the tagline, like, and showing, like, the growth as well. Um, I mean, I love Teresa. Like, she is, she might whack you, you know? Like, but you'll be okay with it. So. I would love that. Right? I mean, like, kill you. Like, she, she might kill us. Right. But I'm okay. Right, right. Um, Oh, she's already been in prison. Right. I'm like, he you know what? Teresa, kill me. Like, I I could die. Okay. Um, so I am Teresa. <laughs> I think that is such a clever moneymaker tagline for her. And it's so iconic that, like, you know exactly where you were, when they happened, and where they were, and why it happened. Teresa. All right. Kevin, you're with you're with me currently on Dorit, but I have to tell you I'm already swaying over to Teresa's side. What do you got for me, Kevin? Me too, kind of. And if you do, it'll make me feel better because I personally just can't vote for Teresa and anything because I think she's a monster. Like she is. I, I can, she's. You're not nice. wrong about that. <laughs> I, re- I really struggle. She's the one I struggle <laughs> with the most. It's like her and Vicky. Like I can, um, like Ramona. I'm like, oh, you're just so stupid, and like you just really don't know. Where I'm like, Vicky is stupid, but Vicky knows, and I guess Teresa is stupid and doesn't know. I think Teresa is like, legitimately the most stupid of them. Possibly the stupidest all the housewives. It's possibly it, the lights possibly are on, but nobody's home. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just love Dorit so much, and I really was not a fan of her in her first season. But since I have rewatched it, I'm like, oh, that's who you are. Like you are, like nobody. And, like, pretending to be somebody yes. and married to this, like, old, disgusting man who manages a husband. Got it. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. And, like, her tagline is, this is the most Dorit thing ever. Like, it is, like, I mean, she fucking designed a room in Buka de Beppo. Right. Like, 
<laughs> she's fucking tacky as shit. And like this line speaks to who she is. And like, I just love it. I also think it's just like a very fun tagline and it's very stupid. I, I am fully fine with us moving Teresa forward and I, I fully get it. I, I will, I will seed this one. <laughs> Um, and, you know, let go of my Dorit vote and go with Teresa. But, you know, I love me some Dorit. I do. Yeah, I think no. that uh, I'll get to that in a second. Like, sorry. I was going to say, I, I do think Dorit plays a very important role in Beverly Hills. To me, she is the it was it's Taylor, but like the upscaled version of Taylor, where yes. it's the person who doesn't actually have the money to be living that life, but is good enough at faking it that you can't tell. She's trying to keep up um, and and she doesn't really get there, but they'll keep her around because she's good for drama. And that's that's what Dorit has been up until this current season, where again, she's not really giving me much of anything. Right. But that said, Tariq is not to me an essential housewife. Tariq. And her, her her taglines are are fun because we're doing a tagline here, right? Not housewives. Right. Her taglines right. tend to be fun and they're referential, which I do enjoy. But uh, Teresa is an essential housewife. And this tagline is completely referential. Um, yep. I don't remember. Is this the season after she got out of jail? I think it's the season after she got out of jail. Excuse me. Camp. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, and I will say um, my Cockney accent is really more an homage to Kathy Hilton saying, calling Dorit the Brit last week. <laughs> when she, and Erica, like, with no emotion going, she's from Connecticut. <laughs> so it good. was perfect. I mean, and so in all honesty, that really is where my inspiration came from. But I say move Teresa forward. It makes sense. Were you going to say anything else, Jake? No, I agree with you, Eric, that Dorit is not essential to the cast anymore. I think that she brings a lot of looks and glam to The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but I think a lot of other housewives do that too. And, you know, enough, she doesn't bring anything, you know, that, I, I think there are a few housewives uh, on that franchise that could, you know, easily be replaced. But I do like the season with um, uh, Garcelle, and um crystal i like the diversity that that, that house that that franchise um is finally getting and this is, is really needed that this season not only that but i feel like for a few seasons in the past that um beverly hills has been really lagging mm -hmm. uh compared to the other franchises but at least with this season with erica and last season with denise um that whole mess i think it, it's been really um you know on an, on an upswing again which i enjoy yeah, I absolutely think that Beverly Hills is on the upswing again. I'm so glad to see it. It was my favorite franchise for many years. I think that the additions of Sutton and Crystal and Kathy and Garcelle especially, I, I, in my opinion, Garcelle can be the new queen of that show, and I think she should be. Yep. Um, if she keeps playing her cards right, I think she's got it in the bag. Um, it's it's saving that show because that show really started to run its course. Yeah, so I, I think that one's on the way up, and I think New York is on the way down. New York desperately needs a, a complete overhaul the way OC is getting. Um, speaking of New York, finally in round one, it's Dorinda Medley from New York season nine versus Karen Huger from Potomac season five. Gary, shift that wig and impress us on behalf of Mrs. <laughs> Huger while I will go berserk shears like Dorinda and try to clip Karen's chances. Gary, you go first. The grand dam don't repeat history. She makes it. Mm. Mm. Love it. I tell it like it is, but I always make it nice. So... Here's the thing. We've coming into this again. I love Karen Huger. She is to me yep. a perfect housewife. 
Perfect. Um, Potomac doesn't work without her. It doesn't work without her. But to me, again, if I'm looking at taglines, the, the, the Grand Dame one is good and Karen's playing into her character, but Dorinda is a tagline juggernaut and this one is yep. her best. Um, but all of her taglines are good. Even the tagline for the season where she just went home was not great, but it was still pretty solid compared to everybody else's. Gary, do you want to say anything in particular about Karen before I, I go on? I do. I think I, so I agree with you that Dorinda has more like likable, maybe taglines, but this tagline I think is literally sums up Karen perfectly. Like it is poised, it's unbothered, it's shady as fuck. Like, and she is classy though. Like it just is Karen. It really is Karen. And I think like it really, I think, it's Potomac. Like it really captures what Potomac is and like what just black people with old money and new money, like just swirl together. Like it is just everything. And Karen, Karen's tagline really just captures that for me. It does. It's a really good encapsulation of, of Karen. And I do think, as I just said, Potomac without Karen doesn't work. I, I honestly don't, even if you have Giselle, I don't think Potomac works without Karen. Um, but I got to look at the, energy that first of all let's all acknowledge new york without dorinda has been a disaster i agree yep. that she needed to be i sidelined. missed my bluestone manor absolutely i agree that she needed to be sidelined she needed some time to get herself all the way collected i desperately hope they bring her back next season uh by the way it was reported that there is another returning housewife that's coming back whatever the next season starts filming i i would put money it's dorinda um so the the other no the other rumor is that it's sheree Okay, I would I would love to see both of them back, but Dur- New York City needs Dorinda. It needs Dorinda yes. very badly. The, the the show is suffering. Um and I I like Ebony, but I don't think that Leah really fits in with that group and Dorinda has to come back. All that being said, we're looking at taglines and the you can go back again. Dorinda had numerous taglines that were nominated by our panel for this. We picked this one because it was the best of them. But I think all except for maybe her first season, her first season tagline wasn't great. But Dorinda has this unique quality where she is not an OG. She came in halfway through the run, but she feels like an OG in a way that many other cast members who joined even before her don't. Um, And I feel like she brought an energy to her taglines that had branding and had a confidence and she became an, a, a critical part of that show. And her taglines to me reflected that. Um, anybody else want to speak on Dorinda? No, I just want to date a sweaty dry cleaner too. <laughs> uh, yes. And I'm sure there were no other perks from that besides free dry cleaning. Um, nope. What have you got for me, Jake? No, I miss Dorinda so much when I found out that she was not going to return on The Real Housewives of New York. I did sit Shiva. Uh, <sighs> after I got through that, um, I did see that she was offering a sweepstakes for you had to make a donation to some charity and you could win the weekend stay at Bluestone Manor. Um, I did enter. I did not yes. win. <laughs> But it is in the Berserkshires, which yep. I live in Massachusetts, and I've never actually gone. Um, I believe it's in Great Barrington. It's gorgeous, uh, but I would there. love to go. Um, yeah, I, I just miss – I think she brings so much. I miss the housewives going up there. She's very campy. She's over the top. Um, she has so many iconic quotes and moments. Again, she is a gif machine. She is just so essential to that show. 
and you can really see that this season, I mean, I do like Ebony. I, I think she's added some much needed diversity to the show. Again, I think she is, you know, coming off a little preachy, but I think that's something that they're dealing with right now. And they're talking about in the current season, but that aside, I think that, you know, she is, um, you know, essential that a show. And if rumors are true that a, a returning housewife is coming back, I'd rather have Dorinda over Sheree. I'd like to have them both. I don't know. I understand why I have to choose. So Gary, right now it's three to one with Karen going out. How are you feeling about that? I'm, you know, I'll take it on a chin. Okay. I appreciate that. I was really hoping that you would respond with not well, bitch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not well, bitch. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. And with that, we are actually at the end of round one. And we're going to take a quick break because I just found out that Kyle is trying to steal my goddamn house. We'll be right back. Hey there, listener. Hope you're enjoying the great pop culture debate. If you want to share your love of the pod with the world and rock some fabulous merch at the same time, head over to the GPCD Threadless store. You'll find iconic designs, literally. One of the designs says, quote, iconic, end quote, on t-shirts, bags, stickers, magnets, mugs, and more. And each item purchased helps to support our podcast. Check out the store now by visiting gpcd.threadless.com. Welcome back to round two of our Best Real Housewives tagline. I want to say goodbye, Kyle, and hello to my panelists and find out how people can follow them on social media. Gary, where can people find you? So you can find me on, uh, let's see, Instagram at Gary Music Man J or on Facebook at Gary Music hyphen Man Jackson. There you go. And Jake, how can people find you? People can find me on Insta, IG, at um, J, my, J Taesu, which is my middle name. It's uh, J-T-A-E-S-O-O underscore, um, and on my Twitter at uh, Taesu underscore 26. Uh, and that's the same thing for my OnlyFans as well, if you want to like and subscribe. Um, I'm a fan. And also my Venmo handle, my <laughs> Venmo handle is JT Pitticelli. That is actually my real Venmo handle if you just want to, if anyone's listening, <laughs> you just want to send me something if you know, but if you're liking what you hear. Um, and, you know, maybe you I'll, send you back, you, I'll send you back a nude. Eh, there you go. You can't, you can't send a dirty jock through Venmo. He's tried. Oh, He's tried. Mm. But I'm I, not wearing any. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, Kevin, how, where can people find you? Eric, I know you're jealous. Je- you're je- I'm jealous of your Twitter followers. You're jealous of my ugly leather pants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you can find me on Twitter at ET Kevin's Mind, and you can find me on Instagram. I like to make it complicated at Kevin underscore Dylan underscore 23. Nice. And for me, you should definitely follow at Great Pop Culture Debate on Instagram and at Culture underscore Debate on Twitter. But feel free to follow at Eric Resniak. That's E-R-I-C-R-E-Z as in zebra, S as in snake, N as in Nancy, Y-A-K on Instagram, where you can find the series that I did matching Real Housewives quotes to photos I took at the American Museum of Natural History during my brief stint working there. Honestly, it is the best work that I did in that entire three months at that job. Um, And so I, I took photos of the various exhibits and I match them with inspirational Real Housewives quotes. I, I, I personally very much enjoy it and I hope you do too. So we are going to move on to the debates. First up in round two, we have Ramona Singer's I'm an Acquired Taste. Don't like me? Acquire some taste. 
versus Lisa Rinna's, I don't have to buy it because I already own it. And I'm going to go around the horn. Where are people coming down on this one? I'm going to start with Jake. This is a real Sophie's choice, but at the end of the day, I am going to go with Lisa Renna. Um, as much as I love Ramona and what she brings to the housewives, I have to go with this because that really defines, I think, who she is. She is somebody that definitely stirs the pot. And if she, you know, does say something, she'll own it. I mean, if she can remember it, other than like, you know, saying that Kim was on like the verge of life or death or something. But other than <laughs> that, she does own it. Um, <laughs> and I think that that tagline is just, again, her branding speaks to her, her smart uh, branding and marketing um, and just uh, her uh, and what she brings to the housewives of Beverly Hills. So I am going with that. All I have to say to that is, Jake, were people doing coke at your house? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, Kevin, where are you? Oh, it's the Ramona Coaster all the way. I mean, it's a great, it's 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 one of my favorite taglines of all time. And how about you, Gary? Oh, Ramona, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, here's the thing, Jake. I I, I personally am, I, I will say this. I've been a Lisa Rinna fan since Days of Our Lives, mid-90s, Billy, uh, all the way up through Melrose Place where she played an awesome villain. And now she's essentially playing the villain on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And she does it perfectly. I have actually mad respect for Lisa Rinna, even if I understand how challenging she is as a character on that show because she's done some pretty unsavory shit. Um, but looking at the taglines... I think Ramona's is actually stronger. I, I, I personally do. So I'm sorry. Uh, are you going to be able to live with that, Jake, if we advance Ramona? Don't you ever go near my tagline again. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you're so angry. All right. Ooh, yeah. Next up, it's Aviva Drescher. When people tell me I'm fake, I know they're just pulling my leg versus Lisa Vanderpump's. I'm passionate about dogs, just not crazy about bitches. <laughs> I'm going to start with Gary this time. Oh, okay. Like, oh, God, I was um, Avia in... I think I'm going to go with Lisa. Okay. All right. Um, I'm Frankly, I'll just put this out there right now. I'm also team LVP on this one. Jake, where are you? Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules. And Kevin? Ooh, I'm dreading the next season, but I'm also going with Lisa Vanderpump. Great. So that is unanimous. The crown really is heavy, and uh, <laughs> we should leave it where it lays, darling. Uh, next up, it's Nene Leaks. I don't keep up with the Joneses. I am the Joneses. Versus Sheree Whitfield. Don't call it a comeback. Call it a takeover. And I'm going to start this time with Kevin. I am going with Miss Nene Leaks. I, I, I mean, again, that, that, that tagline is iconic. And I want to go to Gary. Oh, Miss Nene Leaks, for sure. She's OG. <laughs> Jake. Again, yeah, Nene Leak, OG. I got to go with her. And this one is, honestly, I think the hardest in the Elite Eight round um, because they're both really strong. Atlanta versus Atlanta. Um, technically, they're both OGs. But um, yeah. as much as I love Sheree's, it's pithy. It tells you exactly what it, – it's really a reintroduction to her as a character. Mm-hmm. I think Nene's has a historical weight to it that – um, just outweighs what Sheree's brings. So I am also going to give it to Nini here. And finally, for the Elite Eight, we have Teresa Giudice. I used to flip tables. Now I'm turning them. Versus Dorinda Medley's, I tell it like it is, but I always make it nice. And I want to start with Gary. Ooh. Okay, so this one, I, uh, in our previous round, I was like, you know what? This Karen can also say this. So because I still 
you know, a little sad about Karen. Um, I'm going to go with Dorinda. Okay. Uh, Jake. I'm going to keep it with Teresa. I think her taglines aren't always as strong as Dorinda. You said it last round, Eric, that she is a juggernaut of, of taglines. But I think that scene in season one, Teresa brought it so hard, specifically flipping the table at Danielle. Um, and she really used that and, and really flipped it on its head by, you know, uh, you know, I think in, in season seven, that was her tagline. And she's like, I used to flip tables. Now I'm trying, trying to put a better spin, uh, a better light on her instead of, you know, seeming so uh, over the top and, and angry. I still think that she is, but at least I think she likes, I like to see her that she has some awareness and poke fun at herself. And I just think that again, for that reason that that scene is so iconic, I have to, uh, you know, that just defines her. Um, and, and I have to go with her for that reason. And it's a very original tagline, which makes sense because Teresa would never reuse someone's tagline. That's disgusting. Um, Kevin, what about you? Oh, it's Dorinda all the way. That tagline is just so, I mean, it's almost like Dorinda knew what, I mean, it's not even almost. Dorinda knew what she was doing with this tagline to brand something where I think Teresa kind of thought she knew what she was doing. And then because of her other recessive tagline, she did not. Um, But I mean, for me, Dorinda all the way. She knew what she was doing. It's a great tagline. It's super fun. It's super playful. It's Dorinda all the way. I actually think that um, Teresa did know what she was doing here. I, I do think, you think that, so. I do. Or at least the producer slash editors knew Told that her. they were playing on this. Um, yeah. And that's fine with me because it, bottom line is there was some thought process and awareness going on with that tagline. Um, sure. So I think on, on that one, they're evenly matched. Um, my Here's my thing. Teresa will always be known for the table flip. It is like that one of those iconic moments for her. Whereas Dorinda had a different kind of iconic play on words in almost every one of her taglines. You could see that as a strength, as I, I put it forward last round. But I think you can reverse that and say this one tagline for Teresa is so iconic. This one that it will overshadow any other tagline she ever has. Like Dorinda, most of hers kind of live up to the same bar. None of the other Teresa ones are even like what namaste or get out of my way. What the fuck is that? Like <laughs> this, really is, this is one of Teresa's shining moments of, of like cleverness and clarity. The other one that comes to my mind is her posh acronym, which is piece of shit, co-core, Every day. No, a piece of shit, co-core, home wrecker every day. Like that is that's great. classic Dickens. That is, yeah, right. That's Shakespearean. That's that's amazing. You don't get better than that. <laughs> um, but this this tagline for me is a is it's a 10 out of 10 for Teresa. And I think Dorinda's is a, a nine out of ten. The difference is all of Dorinda's are nine out of ten. And Teresa has like a bunch of threes. So um we're currently evenly split, and there's no good way to break this tie. So is anyone thinking about switching? Nope. Nah. I'm good. Uh, I am a little bit. I mean, there are so many. Do it, Jake. Come to the dark side. You know you do. <laughs> I mean, I just miss Dorinda, first of all, so I'm feeling a little nostalgic. Yes. And I mean, she does have some other great taglines, like diamonds aren't a girl's best friend, martinis are. Martinis are. <laughs> yeah. And I just love when she gets sloppy. Dorinda is the great one. You can't even, she doesn't even really begin to speak 
coherent English anymore. I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, some people um, call her an alcoholic. I call it good television. Um, (laughs) And I, oh God, you know what? I really don't want to have a tie here because I do, you know, I do love Dorinda and, you know, got to go for, I guess, my Massachusetts homegirl. So... Yeah, I, I am going to switch. I'm going to switch to, to Dorinda. Okay. I, I have one thing to say to you. She made it nice enough. Did you acknowledge your nephew? Did you acknowledge your nephew? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I appreciate that. And I also appreciate that you have- At least be- I didn't get a mugshot. Okay. <laughs> and we have bedaved ourselves. So that I'm glad about that. We're going into a final four of Ramona Singer versus Lisa Vanderpump, Nini Leakes versus Dorinda Medley. Oh, this is I mean, hard. This is a, a titanic matchup. Three out of four of oh. these are now former housewives. Only Ramona is still in the mix. Um, speaking of which, they just finished recording the crossover miniseries where a bunch of them are going to the Turks and Caicos. And imagine... Oh, Imagine Ramona, LVP, Nina, and Dorinda. Oh. Uh, Nina and Dorinda on that, right? Just imagine for a moment what we oh. missed out on. And instead we have fucking Melissa. But right. there you go. Um, so final four. Let's get into it. Uh Ramona Singers, I'm an acquire taste. You don't like me? Acquire some taste. Versus Lisa Vanderpump's, I'm passionate about dogs, just not crazy about bitches. I'm gonna start with Kevin. Who are you going down on? Oh, Ramona, it's it's probably my favorite of all time. It's just so, she's just so into how stupid she is, and I love it. Like, I really genuinely love how into she, stupid she is. Like, it, it, it is, it's Ramona. Like, this tagline is Ramona. It's the most definitive tagline of who a housewife is, I think. And, yeah, I just love it so much. It's a great tagline. I talk I will, about it all the time. I will argue that it's actually not even... Ramona being stupid. One of the things about Ramona, like her, her hater, is she actually doesn't give a fuck about what people think about her. Like that's, that's really true. Is. That is you're true. Very true. You're, like you're correct. Ramona has been a like low key COVID denying monster through the entire pandemic, and she has never once apologized for it. She just nope. keeps doing her thing and just like keeping it quiet. But she hasn't changed. Now I think that's terrible behavior. But I also kind of appreciate that, like, she's not trying to tailor herself for public opinion, right? So, to me, that's what this yeah. ha- this tagline is. Gary, where are you on this one? Ramona, Ramona. Like, it is, like, just keep saying it out loud. It is so shady. Like, it's, it's, it's super shady. It's so shady. And it's, like, cuckoo. And I just, I love it. Ramona. And what about you, Jake? Uh, I am so here for Ramona. I love her so much. Again, like her, I also need Pinot Grigio at all times. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she had a Pinot Grigio liner, so it does, called Ramona, which I think could be another um, show sometime about, like, you know, the best uh, celebrity uh, alcohols. That could just be fun or or dangerous <laughs> to do. But I th- <laughs> It could be both. Skinny girl versus Ramona versus Syrah or something like that. You know what I'm going? I mean, we have LVP's Rosé right here. It's literally a a matchup right now. And it looks like Ramona Pinot Grigio wins, right? What were you going to say, Kevin? I I was going to say we could all like buy items that they all sell and like do a bracket of that. That would be amazing. Like skinny girl versus, oh my, uh, Sonia, Sonia. 
Sonia Morgan from 20th Century or wherever the hell she sold sold her clothes. Uh, Forever 21? No. For, no, Century 21. Century 21. Thank you. Yes, that's yes. what it was. Lifestyle brand, Sonia Morgan. Um, all right, yes. so we were advancing Ram- Ramona to the final two. Next, it's Nene Leaks versus Dorinda. Nene's I don't keep up with the Joneses. I am the Joneses versus Dorinda's I tell it like it is, but I always make it nice. I want to start with Jake. What do you got? I'm going to go with Dorinda. I just think that I can I can still picture the scene in my head. I cooked. I cleaned. I did everything. I made it nice. And you all can't behave yourselves. And you can all go home. It is just, it was one of the most satisfying, delicious moments of that season of Real House of Roni to watch. And just her with her, her housekeeper in the background. Um, you know, and just, it was just a, so beautiful. And I think... Dorinda um, is so iconic and it was at Bluestone Manor. It was just everything I like about Dorinda encapsulated in, you know, two sentences. And I'm going to go with Dorinda for that reason. I, I get where Nini is coming from and the importance of, you know, uh, I think she is just as, you know, important to the Housewives franchises. Just, I, I just think that um, Dorinda, I just brought it more. She has a lot of nines and, you know, I think, uh, for taglines, at least. And I, I think she um, is much better compared to um, just Nini overall as a housewife. Oh, but that is that is a, a hot take right there. Ain't it? Mm. That is a hot take. Gary, where are you on this one? Jake chose violence, everyone. Just like, you know. <laughs> I woke uh, up and chose violence. I, Nini, just because of what we talked about earlier and just... I've heard that from my mom. Oh, see, you try to keep up with the Joneses. Like I, I love it. Nini all, all day. And you, Kevin. Okay. So this is tough. This is, this would be interesting. So I am looking at my bracket right now. And right now I have Ramona versus Dorinda. And what's interesting. And I did not realize this is they are both real houses of New York season Mm -hmm. nine. Oh yeah. Taglines, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I would uh, say eight through 10 of New York are like the pinnacle of that show. Man, that is, it's the best. Yeah. It, it, it's so good. And I'm so fucking torn between these two. Like, I really am. Come back to me. Eric, what okay. do you think? I'm going with thinking? Nini here. Um, and, and that's absolutely no disrespect to Dorinda. I think I argued very passionately for her before. But um, let's set aside them as housewives for a second and just look at the individual taglines. Um, I actually think we said that, you know, Dorinda has a bunch of nines. Nini also has some really strong taglines over the course of the year. It's not just this one, which was so good they used it twice. Um, Nini usually brought it on her taglines. There are a couple of notable exceptions to that. But I think Nini has uh, what this one has for flavor. It makes a very strong statement. And I I said this earlier in the podcast. She was saying, making a like totally like balls out. I am the shit one before anybody knew she was the shit but she knew she was the shit and she was going to tell you it's frankly the exact same energy as Ramona's bringing Ramona is unbothered by whether or not you like her Nini is I don't you don't need to know that I'm the shit I'm telling you I'm the shit and I am and she's correct so to me it, it perfectly encapsulates those two characters Dorinda's does as well but if I'm looking at like the actual like core of those housewives these two taglines actually perfectly encapsulate who they are that's my opinion so kevin it's up to you right now it's two for nini one for dorinda i'm gonna go nini i'm gonna switch okay. it 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go Nini, and I, it, it was it's a really tough call. It is a very it's a tough real call. it's a really tough call, and I think I'm gonna go Nini because I think of what it represents. Now, do you, spoiler alert is Nini gonna win for me? No, but it's such a it's it's a great it's a great tagline, and it's one of the few. It's I'll say this: it's one of the only early taglines for me that really is iconic. Uh, uh, I will agree with that. Although I think LVP's early ones are good too. Uh, like yes, life yes. isn't all diamonds and rosé, but it okay. should be. Yes, Jake, yeah. are you okay being the one lone vote not for Nini on this one? I am. I stand alone. You with, do. Uh, yeah, Team uh, Dorinda. I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. Are you still feeling Listen. Giovanni? I am feeling Giovanni. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's what I needed to check. All right, so we have a final two of Ramona Singers. I'm an acquired taste. You don't like me. Acquire some taste. Versus Nene Leakes. I don't keep up with the Joneses. I am the Joneses. And I'm going to start with, Kevin, you already said you're voting for Ramona here. I'm voting, for Ramo- I'm voting for Ramona. I mean, it's it's the best tagline. It's so great. And uh, Gary, where well, are you coming down here? Ramona was my first one. I had a debate. So loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Love you, Nene. But Ramona. Jake. I also have to go with Ramona. I just think that she, like you said, is so unbothered. There is a scene in one of the reunions where she just says, where someone accused her of being an alcoholic, and she's, you know what? If I am an alcoholic, alcoholic, so help me God, thank you so much, because I've never been happier. She really (laughs) does not give a F, and I love her for that. You know, I just think she is such a great essential housewife. And just for a moment, I just want to say quickly that I, I think... I don't know what we all would have done without the housewives throughout quarantine. Seriously. I mean, Bravo, Correct. Um, you know, as a whole. And I think what's really great about the housewives is there's a feminist angle that's not always seen um, because it's a lot of people just say it's a lot of, you know, angry, you know, middle-aged women just fighting uh, with each other in drama. And, you know, you're, they're not wrong about that. But I think it also does highlight women, you know, many time in, you know, their 40s and 50s, uh, you know, kind of reinventing themselves or, you know, really owning reality reality TV in a way that not everybody has to be a Kardashian or a Hilton or whatnot. And it's really showcasing that you can still live your best life, um, you know, at, at that age. And, you know, sometimes it only gets better. I mean, sometimes it can, it can be a complete train wreck and you fall into a bush. But I just think that, <laughs> that the Housewives is such a pop cultural moment and i'm so glad we're doing this episode because um i I just think that i reality tv is not the same without the real housewives um absolutely again to go back to ramona um i yes i am going for her she is an acquired taste and i am hungry for it Mm, yes and we we apparently have taste because i'm also voting for ramona and you made an interesting point jake like this show shows that women of a certain age can still have great lives and it can get better. I mean, look at Ramona when the show started versus where she is now. I mean, she's kind of waffling a little bit now, but like those first couple years after the, the stuff with Mario split, like Mario, Mario, she looked amazing. (laughs) (laughs) She looked amazing. And frankly, Ramona on the whole makes better choices than just about any other woman on that show. So that's damning. That's damning for everybody else. But, um, I, I think that is, 
that is amazing. And I, I like the point that like the show shows you that you can have ups and downs and, and still continue well into your whatever they are, because to me, Ramona Singer is forever ageless and God bless her for it. Uh, so that is it, folks. We have mentioned it all. And our pick for the best Real Housewives tagline <laughs> is Ramona Singer's I'm an acquired taste. Don't like me? Acquire some taste. Do you agree with our pick or do you think we're a bunch of prostitution horses? Let us know your choice and tell us which taglines you think we should have included by leaving a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or holla at us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. Sorry, I had to go there. I support other women. While you're there... (laughs) Make sure that you like and subscribe for more great pop culture debate content. I want to say thank you to my panelists. You will always emotionally fulfill me. Know that. And thank you for listening. Until next time, remember, everyone is entitled to their wrong opinions. Now, let's all fight over who gets to sit next to Andy Cohen at the reunion. Bye. Go to sleep, you crazy. (laughs) Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. (laughs) Did you know? 25,000. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.